Take a seat at our table. The segments that will be featured today are Letting It Be, Maggie Squared, and What's Popping. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness. Roughly one in 10 teenagers suffer from a mental illness. One in 25 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness. The percentage of mental illnesses has raised by 50% over the last 10 years. 17% of youth aged 16 to 17 years old experience a mental health disorder. I am Reed Davenport. And I'm Jackson Miller. And welcome to Letting It Be. Two major questions that we need to answer about mental awarenesses is how are people that have mental illnesses getting the help that they need? And number two, why has the rate of people that have been diagnosed with a mental illness raised so drastically? One in four people will be affected by a mental illness at some point in their lives. And while there are effective treatments available, more than 50% of people living with a mental illness will not seek help because of a stigma. A lack of understanding is preventing millions of people from leading full and successful lives. Bring Change to Mind recognized the need to close the understanding gap and has become the leading national voice working to demystify and mental illness and normalize the conversation. Founded in 2010 by award-winning actress Glenn Close, the organization has successfully leveraged the power of celebrity and media to launch a national dialogue about mental health through public service announcements and evidence-based peer-to-peer high school and undergraduate programs. Additionally, Bring Change to Mind has created a social movement around change by providing people with platforms to share, connect, and learn about mental health. The mission of Bring Change to Mind is to end the stigma and the discrimination surrounding mental illness. Our work or the work of Bring Change to Mind is grounded in three pillars of support for the communities we serve, including creating national advocacy and awareness campaigns, developing a national student-led high school club program, and building a storytelling movement that works to end the stigma in the United States. I think it's really good that many celebrities are recognizing this problem that many Americans are suffering with every day and wanting to make that change, make that extra step, mm-hmm. and just want to make a difference. Other than Glenn Close, also Lady Gaga just had a sit down with Oprah talking about how she's ready to take that extra step with people that were sexually assaulted mm-hmm. and have that platform so people could communicate about their stories. Yeah, they're taking a step out and what they think is right and trying to give youth and teens the ability to talk about what they're going through in their mind and just in the real world. And many people that haven't been yet diagnosed with a mental illness might not even know they have one. I feel like the assembly we had a couple of days ago, Forrest Quillen said it best. He said, you don't just get a mental illness, you acquire one by not knowing what to do with your stored emotions. Exactly, exactly. However, unfortunately, one thing that I believe that needs to be addressed are the people that are faking a mental illness for attention. Well, uh, some people struggle with the issue of just needing attention and their family, their home lives might not be as good. Or th- th- It's all their unique situation. And we can't be quick to judge them for 
faking a mental illness, but we do need to cause that there should be an awareness of what it truly is and a professional diagnostic of of that disease. And um, we should encourage them to seek help and to talk about their feelings and their emotions. And I feel like that's one reason why many people don't want to claim to have a mental illness because then they would be judged like, oh, you just want attention. Exactly. Because a mental illness isn't as easy as taking a test at the doctor's no. office. It's not easily identified. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more money needs to be incorporated in mental awareness mm-hmm. like it has in cancer or diabetes or other forms of major diseases. Exactly. Uh, people want to focus more on the physical necessities um, of the human being, but when reality, the mental is what controls most of the aspects. And um, it's like when you're sick, you go to the doctor and they say if you have strep or the flu. But when you have a mental illness, it's not that just it's not that easy. They they have to diagnose you with a certain type, and it can branch out to certain areas of say bipolarism or uh, any mental illness has several layers and uh, byproducts of that. I feel like there's a lot of ways students can get help that they don't even know about. Recently, I've learned that we have a psychologist yes. that I didn't even know we had at this school. So if you do need someone to talk to, that voice to talk mm-hmm. to someone about what you're going through, I feel like there is a way to do that, but many people are just not informed about all their opportunities and ways to get their emotions out the healthy way. Exactly. We had the option of seeking help, but some are just, I guess, fearful of taking that step and, you know, trying to get help, trying to reach out to those uh, who are giving the help. My second question I asked, why has the rate increased? And I believe it's going to be social media. Everyone's, mm-hmm. what like, what's their status quota to be so high that they're worried about what other people are thinking 24 Mm seven. And this is going to lead to anxiety, depression, other forms of mental illnesses. So I believe that's why the rate has increased by 50% over the 10 years, because these students have easier access to different social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And not only that, but mental illnesses are being become more diagnosed too. And I think it's the fact that Yes, they are increasing like through social media and just in general they're increasing. Um, but I think people are starting to wonder and seek out that help that they need to. Um, they're getting diagnosed because they want to be diagnosed or they want that, to know the answer. And I don't feel like social media is all bad. I feel no. like there's great opportunities social media brought to the table that were not evident beforehand. Like there's many people that want to help you like Mr. Scott for example in his Twitter he only writes things that are helpful positive yeah stuff to brighten your day because he understands that a student's life and people's life in general is already hectic and nerve-wracking as possible and he wants just to be that person be the light of your day and make something where you're like ah now that is what I needed Mm. he wants to do something bigger than himself and um that's what we should do on social media. It should be used for communication and more or less building people up than tearing them down and to inspire, to lead. Uh, and that has to do a lot with mental illnesses, I think. I know me and you last year took the challenge to write a Bible verse with every Snapchat we mm-hmm, did. Yes. And that kind of commitment is very hard to maintain. I know you went a lot longer than me. I might have went five months. You probably almost did a year. Yeah. 
but and it's hard it's yeah, hard it to is do. really hard because you have to have that accountability with yourself mm-hmm. to be exactly. consistent but I feel like that positivity is the kind of positivity people need nowadays. That we need to see. Especially with our economy and our politics going mm-hmm. on. Like, it's not even our day-to-day life that has so much anxiety now. It's what's bigger than ourselves, what our country's going through. Yeah. The poverty in our world. And we, um, we want to talk about how the world's dark and um, how it it's getting crazier every day. And yet, there's so many people that don't want to try to be the light in it. And we want to talk about the darkness. We want to talk about everything that's bad going on. But we don't want to be that light that we want others to be. That's another thing. When you're talking about these touchy subjects, mm-hmm. you have to – a lot of people don't do this, and this is the problem. Many people don't take account of other people's opinions. Exactly. And that's the word, an opinion. It's not correct. It's mm-hmm. what you believe. However, these political discussions or these hard to talk about subjects need to be talked about exactly and they need to be discussed because this is unfortunately our world and all these emotions building inside of you about all these anxieties all your depression you're feeling that mm-hmm. is what's going to cause you to have this mental illness instead of just being like oh yep i woke up one day i'm depressed exactly um and before we go any further i just want to say uh, for the record we are not professionals by no means we do not have a doctorate degree. We do not have uh, certifications. Uh, we're just two high schoolers talking about something that we think needs to be addressed. And um, that's what this segment's really about. It's about talking about subjects and possibly debating about things that we struggle with, that we wonder about, that we want to educate ourselves on uh, in order to come to peace with. And I think that's, that's a good thing. I feel like as a school, we need to implement more ways that these mental illnesses can mm-hmm. be treated. Like you said, the BC2M. I don't feel feel like Webster County has one of these programs. No. I feel like we should bring it upon ourselves to make one of these so people with these mental illnesses can talk and express how they're feeling. Yes. Uh, the Bring Change the Mind, like you said, uh, they have clubs. They offer clubs to high schoolers, to uh, even undergraduate students. Um, that they are bringing forth and letting students talk about, you know, what they're going through on a day-to-day. And I think that's good. I think we should encourage that. I think schools should start the funding for a club and uh, ours, of course, but other schools, too, should take that initiative. And the thing is, there's with a mental illness, there isn't a set-in-stone kind of treatment. There's multiple yeah, different exactly. outlooks that people could have on mental illnesses and what treatments could work for them could not work for another person, per se. So maybe just talking about it could some relieve some of that stress, some of that anxiety that they're feeling on their day-to-day life and just feel better in general. Exactly. Uh, innovations in the range of evidence-based medications, therapy and psych- psychological and uh, social, social so services, such as uh, psychiatric rehabilitation, housing, employment, and peer supports have made wellness and recovery a reality for people living with mental health conditions. Uh, Choosing the right mix of treatments and supports that works for you is an important step in the recovery process of someone dealing with a mental illness. I have a family member that deals with one of these mental illnesses on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, It's my cousin. His family split apart. He has a broken home since probably when he was three. So he doesn't understand what's going on all the time. And he's building all these 
worry, worrying emotions and these stressfuls, like, why is this happening to me? And his mental illnesses have gone through the roof. He's gone to multiple hospitals, put on many different medications. And I feel like that it's sad to see, like, this young kid deal mm-hmm. with all these emotions at once because he is just a kid and he needs to enjoy what he has before he's grown up and i feel like if we do implement some of these bc2m talking about have a social group that he could express these emotions easier than just taking a medication to calm him down yeah exactly um like i think something that's really hard in today's society is the fact that doctors are quick to diagnose and you know like you said he's been on different medications and um you know we should just we should be careful with everything that we are going through and we shouldn't be quick to um to judge and we shouldn't be quick to assume assume exactly we shouldn't be quick to assume what we have going on inside of us and uh, how we need to handle that and you have to be careful because all these survivors and patients that are diagnosed with mental illnesses have multiple triggers that will, mm-hmm. like, set them off. Set them off, yeah. Like, people need to take in consideration that many people, even people that you don't wouldn't assume, are dealing with many forms of mental illnesses. So we just have to be compassionate, that step of taking in consideration of other people's emotions. Exactly. Um, we have to give a kind-hearted hand reaching out to them. We need to start not just seeing what we want to see and um, just be the person that you want to see in the world. And uh, I know speaking from experience, I've always had good friends in my life, but not everybody has that. And we should be that friend to people who who need it, who are in the hallway struggling or struggling with a test, and you see them reaching out and trying to find someone who they relate to, who they can talk to. And we often don't do that or we are quick to just set them aside, and I don't think that's right. I feel like that is the case because people don't want to mess up their status, their social status. They don't want to be seen as the person that talks to this person that Mm -hmm. has no friends. However... I feel like you're showing people what you need to be like. Mm-hmm. Be the bigger person. Be the person that needs, that people want to be around. Mm-hmm. Because you're radiating your positivity and reaching out to people that usually don't get this opportunity to show your love, your compassion, your positivity. And I feel like this is the reason why mental awareness has skyrocketed over the past decade mm-hmm. because people don't want to reach out. There's many platforms that are causing people to feel more anxious, more depressed, mm-hmm. and people are easier to assume, like, oh, you're just kidding. You're not really mental ill, mentally yeah. ill. And it's a heart issue. Um, we don't want to take the time out of our day to deal with people uh, who are different than us and who don't think the same as we do. And mental illnesses, if we know someone who has a mental illness, sure, we should reach out to them and to understand what they're going through and to educate ourselves on that. But not only to people with mental illnesses, we should re- do that to everybody, treat them as we would want to be treated. Everyone has a different story, and we don't know what their story is, good mm-hmm. or bad. 
as a, I talked about Forrest Quillen earlier, earlier, but I felt like his testimony was really powerful. It was. How he was in a drug home, how mm-hmm. his parents fought, how his dad beat his mom every night. And he was, he had to stay there and watch. People just don't understand what others are going through on the on a daily basis. And you reaching out to someone, sitting at them with lunch, could be that light of hope someone needs to get through their day. Because many people, as a result of mental illnesses, do commit suicide. And mm-hmm. that's another big topic that has skyrocketed over the past, I'm going to say, century. It has to have been at least 70% more than it was 100 yeah. years ago. Uh, and it's not about what we say. I heard this somewhere, but um, it's not about what we say. It's about what we don't say. And uh, Forrest Quillen was talking about it, and uh, he was a great motivational speaker. And uh, he said he would sit, and he was a popular guy, but he would sit with people at lunch. He would take the time out of his day to be the light that they needed. And uh, he didn't do this as much in high school as he would have liked to, but uh, he has done that more or less now in the high schools and uh, wherever he goes, he tries to be the person that they need. And I feel like another major effect mental illnesses have on not only the person that's directly affecting, but the people around mm-hmm. them. Like you can tell if someone's in a bad mood or if they're feeling more anxious than they usually would. And that just puts a damper on everyone's outlook yes. on life. Like, oh, he has to be sad. That's, I wonder what's happening. You start worrying about them. However, I feel like it needs to be the opposite. You need to be the positivity that lift mm. them up. It's like, oh, they're feeling bad. I need to put their weight on my shoulders yeah. to make them happier. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily pry into their livelihood or, or their dignity, but just be, be there and be the like you said the positivity and i think that's where most of this change that we want to see comes from is positivity because there's so much negative in the world but like with the darkness that we say how it's negative in the world but we don't want to be the positive we don't want to try our hardest to uh, to try and be the light and the positivity that we want to see in others in humanity that's like what Glenn Close did and Lady Gaga, they Mm -hmm. decided that they didn't want to be uh, hidden in the darkness anymore. Exactly. They wanted to show people that they will, they can survive this mental illness if they want to persevere through the darkness. That at the end of the dark tunnel, there is light. And the journey is getting out of this dark tunnel. Exactly. And they're not afraid to talk about it. And um, I've seen the interview with Lady Gaga and... Oprah, and it's powerful to see that she's not scared, and and it's okay to be scared, but it's not it's not okay to not deal with that fear, and uh, not to address it, and that's what they're doing. Glenn Close and Lady Gaga and people all around the world who are in the celebrity spotlight are trying to set an example for uh, the younger generation and how they need uh, to handle handle their mental illnesses and past traumatic experiences. I feel like Lady Gaga did give a great way of showing people that it is okay to talk about what you've gone through because she was, as she stated, she was raped, sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. on many occasions, and she just stayed quiet because she felt like people were going to judge her for what happened to her. However, I feel like if you talk about it to the right people, that they can get you the help that you need and just Mm -hmm. talk you through 
it all the way through until you're okay. Not, I hate to say okay with what happened, but mm-hmm. you're on settling terms with what exactly. Happened. Yeah, you you. Yeah, and that's it's like hard to say, but you come to not to peace with it, but you come to an understanding, uh, and not to understand like why they did that, but you just it's it's a mind thing. You come to a mental state of just being at peace, and um, and it's powerful. And I think one of the greatest quotes of all time is by Fred Rogers, and what he says about treating other people. He says, "The greatest thing that we can do is to show people that they're loved and capable of loving." And that is the greatest quote, uh, one of the greatest quotes of all time, because it shows that you're willing to help out and um, to reach a helping hand. And I believe everything does have a positive and negative effect on everything. And Lady Gaga was going through those negative effects, that depression, Mm -hmm. that anxiety, that worrying about people are going to figure out what happened. But now she's on that positive side where she's like, yes, this happened to me. Now what can I do to help those others that have gone through the same thing I have. And I feel like we need more of these major impacts in our world, especially in today's society, where these mental illnesses are more prominent in teens and young adults. And these are crucial states of their life that they're having to take big opportunities and big choices. What colleges Mm -hmm. you want to go through? What do you want to do with your life after high school? And I feel like that talking with someone else could ease away some of this pressure, some of the stress, and make people more okay and more settled with what's gonna going to happen. Yeah, because there's so much going on, and we're so hectic in life, and um, we'll do like we'll just plan all these things, and we just get so consumed in the plan or the game, and we don't just take the time and focus on mental health. We don't take the time and just meditate to slow down, to listen. Uh, Tom Hanks said one time on Ellen, he said, he uses the wait method. Why am I talking? He's using, he's learning to listen to other people and to learn from their past experiences. And I feel like this was a subject we needed to address because many of your parents, your family members, your friends, are dealing with mental awareness so whoever hears this if you are or are not dealing with mental illness that you know that you have opportunities to talk to someone or if you aren't dealing with a mental illness you could be that person someone does talk to exactly and you need to step out of your comfort zone and make yourself available that's one of the main things people aren't Mm -hmm. available anymore Mm -hmm. they do consume themselves in their day-to-day schedule and they just need to take a step back and say wait and see who they can help and just be that person that someone can rely on. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say this um, before we go, get off in a minute. Um, I'll say this one more time. We are not professionals. We uh, uh, do not have a doctorate degree. Uh, I just want to make sure that you as a listener understand that, that we're having this discussion, and it's important to have this discussion. But we just wanted to make aware to you that um, we are not professionals, and I thank you. If you're wanting to talk to someone or you want to reach out, uh, the Bring Change to Mind phone number is 415-814-8846. Again, that's 415-814-8846. And their email address is information at bringchangetomind.org.
the suicide prevention hotline if you or a loved one is dealing with suicide thoughts. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Or you could go to a local guidance counselor at your school, or if you attend WCHS, our guidance counselor is Miss Brooke White. This has been Reed Davenport and Jackson Miller, and this was Letting, Letting It, it be. be. Hey everyone, welcome to What's Poppin'. I'm Miles Fraley. And I'm Cammie Pratt. Our segment in the podcast will be about keeping you informed on pop culture events and the world going on around you. We plan to keep you updated on fashion and the entertainment industry. With this being said, today's segment is planning on focusing on the Oscars, also known as the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards is an award show planning to be hosted on February 9th that's going to focus on the merit of the film industry. From Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Animated Feature, and Best Original Song, all aspects of movies throughout 2019 are going to be covered. We also plan to give some of our opinions on the movie industry from 2019 and how it went. Since the biggest part of the Oscars is obviously movies, I think it's important to address some of our favorite movies and some movies that we think deserve some awards from 2019. Uh, one of my favorite movies this year was actually Endgame. Oh yeah, Endgame. I liked Endgame too. I thought it was really good and a very ambitious crossover. I've never been a super hero movie fan a whole lot in terms of the originals but i actually liked endgame because it involved all superheroes so too it was actually the highest grossing movie of all time so it broke a lot of records so i definitely think it could get an award on the oscars i'm not really sure which exactly segment it could go under but i definitely think it has some potential since endgame and the superhero realm has become part of disney's empire I think it's good to talk about some more Disney movies that we thought were pretty popular from out 2019. One of my personal favorites was actually Toy Story 4, because I thought the way that it was rounded off was very well to end the Toy Story trilogy. I thought so as well, because it gave good closure for every character. Yeah, definitely. Also, The Lion King was a pretty controversial thing, actually, because a lot of people didn't enjoy how it was not included all the original songs and things that the previous animated movie had. But from what I've seen of it, I actually thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, too. I'm not a big fan of musicals, but I did like this one. Also, Frozen 2 was quite a, a big Disney release. It was probably one of the favorite movies that I've seen of 2019. I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was as good as the original. See, I actually thought it was better than the original movie. I just liked how the characters got a little bit more developed throughout this movie than they did in the first. I didn't think the songs were as good in this one as well. <laughs> I liked the songs, and I also liked how, at the end, Anna came through and could support the kingdom. Sorry for the spoilers if you haven't seen that movie yet. So if you don't already know, on Disney's new Disney+, Plus, they're producing a lot of original Disney series. One of which has been my favorite is actually the new High School Musical series. Now, Disney called this series High School Musical, the Musical, the Series. And I know personally that a lot of people have been very controversial about it because they did not want a remake or a continuation of the original High School Musical series. But I also felt that same way. But after watching the first episode and now, now the entire season, I kind of understand the concept that Disney, Disney has gone for a little bit more. It's actually just following students that go to the high school that High School Musical was filmed in 
that get a new drama teacher, and now their school is putting on a production of High School Musical the Musical. So it obviously involves a lot of teenage romance, teenage drama, and just typical high school things of 2019 and 2020. And it's very similar to the original High School Musical because it includes some of those songs, but there's also plenty of new original songs that I also have really fell in love with. One movie I enjoyed over 2019 was the new Star Wars movie, but it was really controversial because it left a lot of questions unanswered. I thought that as well, but not overall enough for me to hate the movie. Um, People have to realize it's not the original, so obviously it's not going to be as good, and if you go in with a a low mindset and just enjoy the movie, it's pretty good. Since we've kind of got off a little bit of a limb with Disney, I think it's best to save the Oscars for next episode, the February episode, where maybe we can talk about the outcomes of the Oscars and whether or not we agreed with them. So me and Cammie have a pretty similar taste in Disney movies, I guess, because we've kind of mutually agreed that Mulan is one of the best Disney movies of all time, and up there with that are Cars and Frozen 2. Now, Mulan is actually my personal 100% all-time favorite Disney movie, and I'm very excited for the live-action remake that they've decided to do in 2020, and I'm definitely going to be in the theaters the first day that comes out. The live-action remake is actually going to be a little different than the cartoon for Kosho Appropriation. There won't be all the songs in there, and Mushu's character will not be added. So even though it's been addressed that the Mulan movie is going to be a little bit different in terms of the actual characters and the musical side of that. The storyline is still supposed to be relatively the same, and I think it actually tells a great story. It's very historical and also supports women in a very good way, so I personally think the live-action movie is also going to be a very good but different take on the original Mulan. So I think a lot of people can probably agree that Cars is a pretty underrated Disney movie. Although the idea of it is actually quite laughable, the story and the character development with the Cars is actually pretty good. I personally love the movie Cars, and I thought the friendship between Tomater and Langley McQueen was really heartwarming. Yeah, I agree. They incorporated a lot of different events. Even in just the original Cars movie, there were a lot of different settings. They went from a very small town in Radiator Springs to a big California city. But I think I actually enjoyed it quite a lot because of the historical aspect. Route 66 is a real place in the United States, and... I cannot remember the exact road that was placed into cars, but it was a very similar road that went right through the middle of Radiator Springs. But what had happened is that a highway had been built, much like it's still being done today. More modern highways are taking over the classic roads that used to stretch across the United States. And these small towns with a lot of characteristics are really losing their value, which is quite sad. So with our impromptu Disney segment here today, we hope that you learned a little bit about our passion with Disney and our favorite Disney movies and how it's a huge role in the movie industry. But we also just wanted to talk about how it's made an impact on our childhoods. Now, as it's just right after New Year's, it's 2020 now, the decade of our childhoods is pretty much over. But me and Cammie can both agree that Disney has made our childhood decade quite amazing. So this has been Miles and Cammie on What's Poppin'. And we hope you tune in with us next month and learn more about pop culture. Thank you. I'm Maggie Jones. And I'm Maggie White. And we are... Maggie Squared. So again, my name is Maggie Jones. I'm 15. I'm a sophomore at Webster County High School. I play volleyball, tennis, and I attempted golf this year. Yeah, not so sure that's my thing. Anyway, I like to play my guitar and my ukulele, and I love my dogs and my family. I have a five-year-old sister named Harper and a 22-year-old brother, soon to be 23, on the 26th, so uh, happy birthday, Nathan. 
Anyway, um, I'm very involved in the Yes Youth Council, where we work hard to tell kids why we say drug, alcohol, and tobacco free, and so should you. Hey guys, so as I said earlier, my name is Maggie White. I'm a freshman here at WCHS. I'm 14. I moved here this September and honestly and truly, it was the best decision I've ever made. I've made so many new friends here and I've recently gotten involved in a Bible study with all of my closest friends that I enjoy. Um, I play soccer, tennis, and I love to bake, read, watch movies, all of that stuff. Great big stress reliever. I encourage you guys to do all of that. So basically our segment on our table is just where pe people like you students um, send in questions and we give our advice on them basically. So our first question is how to build a relationship with your dog. And as I said earlier, I love my dogs. So first things first, you got to feed your dogs. You got to, they love food. You just have to feed oh, them. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I recommend those um, bagging bacon treats for your dogs. Um, they always seem to love those. Yeah, well, we kind of feed them off the table. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they really yeah. like the food off the table. Just don't yeah. feed them chocolate. That's not good. Yeah, don't feed your dog <laughs> chocolate. Um, and in order for your dog to love you, you have to love them like 100%. Just care about them and think about them a lot. Well, just think about it. Like you spend like all your day you leave the house and you leave your dog behind and you you know do your own thing you do your practices you go to school spend mm -hmm. your time with your friends but your dog is like you are all your dog has and you're just leaving your dog there all day long like spend some time with your dog it's all alone there like on the couch or something like just imagine how lonely that has to be or even That'd in your cage I feel oh. so bad. Like, so my dog, <laughs> my dogs, sometimes they have to stay in their cage because, you know, yeah, they get like into trouble. Run, run loose. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. No, and they chew up things. Good. That's never good. No. So, you know, if you want to have a good relationship with your dog, food, you have to love them for them to love you. Realize, Spend time with them. Yes. Realize you're their number one priority. Yes. Okay. So, the next question is how to not procrastinate. Oh boy. Uh, if I'm being honest, I procrastinate so much it's not even funny. Procrastination yeah. is my middle name. So hopefully I'll get some tips and tricks out of this one too. <laughs> Maybe I'll listen to him. Okay. Yeah, well, I just have to say there is a TED Talk about procrastination, about the crazy little monkey, you know, it's in your head. I don't really know. I think it's just called procrastination. You should really look into that. Um, yeah, I struggle with procrastination too a lot. Uh, I've been working hard to try and pace myself more and, you know, get things done mm -hmm. when I need to. Yeah. You need to make manageable goals. Like, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to get this, like, all of this work done in, like, an hour. You need to be like, okay, well, I can't get all that done, but I can get portions of my work done in an hour and whatnot. Yeah, well, and a lot of people make these New Year's resolutions about oh. how... They're going to do this and this and this, and they're going to get it done, and it's going to mm -hmm. work out great for them yeah. for the entire year. <laughs> the thing is, they'll shove in all this stuff right at the beginning of the year, uh -huh. and then they won't come back to it because it's just torturous. I mean, yeah. imagine working out every single day. If you have never worked out before, you're working out every single day, mm -hmm. and I mean, you just don't need to put all that on yourself. You need to space your time and like maybe one time a week, then maybe... A month later, do two times a week, and then you can add on from there, but no need to stress yourself out. Yeah, and you can use incentives too, like 
if you have a paper done you can or a paper due you can say well for each um paragraph i get done i'm gonna like give myself a little snack a little treat every now and then because yeah. that actually does work i did that with reading my book for my independent novel study in miss townsend's fifth period class and every time i read like 10 pages i I gave myself a gummy bear, so that really worked. It actually did help. I'm not even lying. Like, like toddlers when they use the potty. Yes. I mean, serious. I mean, it works for them. It so it can work for us. Like right, works for right. toddlers. Works for us. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll come in with procrastinating. Whenever you actually get time to work, you need to focus. Oh. So now yeah. you learn how to focus. You need maybe you need to get off into a section time by yourself. Turn your yeah. phone off, or you can listen to music. I don't know if you prefer, like, with lyrics or without lyrics. I listen to music with lyrics all the time. Like, it just gets me pumped up. Like, I have a specific homework playlist. Just all my pumped up songs just really gets me in the mood to, like, work and get stuff done. And, um, yeah, and you also need to avoid multitasking at all possible or, like, every time you're doing something. It's just, you can't focus and multitask at the same time because you will be, like, doing so many different things you won't be able to like just sit down and really like focus on one specific thing i agree because that's like you know multitasking is doing many different things yes, and focusing yes, on multiple things but okay so our next question is how to balance between sports school and social life have anything you'd like to say you have to make a plan like i used to like not make plans for my weeks and stuff and it was hectic. It was terrible. Like, I didn't have a calendar. I didn't have a planner. I just kind of did whatever. I just texted my mom every time. I was like, what do I have tomorrow to do? And, like, but if you make a plan, then you'll have everything laid out and scheduled. And you won't be stressing about getting everything done um, and whatnot. So, the thing about, like, playing sports and everything, I play travel volleyball and several other sports during and throughout the school year. Um, it's hard to get your schoolwork done at the time you need it to get done. But mm-hmm. So whenever you're in class, you have to work your hardest at getting it done. Or else by the time you get prepared to do it, you're going to have to go to practice or you're going to be exhausted yeah. after practice. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, you cannot not work at yes. school. Our English teacher, Miss Townsend, yes, <laughs> she um, has told us this story multiple times about how every time she had to come home from a faraway basketball game, she was in the back seat of her parents' car with the <laughs> flashlight doing her homework so late at night. And, like, I'm going to be honest, that's been me too. I'm pretty sure that's been most athletes at least once. And you don't really want that because whenever you're coming home from a game or a practice, you just want to sleep in the car if it's, like, a long drive away or you just want to eat or something. And you can't do that if you have work to do because I can't sleep in stress. I can't, like, when I'm stressed out, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I'm focused on that one thing and just it's so much. Yeah. So whenever you are trying to multitask and get things done, that's one thing you do not need to do whenever you're trying to – separate from sports, school, and your social life. Um, you need to add structure and, like, mm-hmm. make sure that you... Yeah. Plan. Yes. Plan. plan. That's the word. Plan <laughs> is important. Planning is key. And, like, whenever you have all of those things, you can't, I don't know, you just can't focus on just one at a time, I would say, or you can't just 
like once a week, you're like, okay, sports is my number one priority this week. No. It needs to be like you need to have an Everything. even balance of each. And it's so hard to do that, to have an even balance. It's, I don't, it's very, very difficult. It's difficult. I know. I struggle with it even though, like, I'm talking about it and trying to give advice for it. Like, I struggle with balancing between everything in my life. Like, so much. And it's such a difficult thing for a teenager to do because, yeah. you know, you have so much stuff going on in your life. And you don't want to, like, miss out on anything. You don't want to miss out on hanging with your hanging out with your friends or going to a friend's birthday party or anything like that because you have practice or whatnot. But it's just, it's, sometimes it's just what has to happen. Yeah, I feel like, like all of us teens, there's so many things going on. Like, we mm-hmm. have parties and there's... Um, different events like my youth group we spend a lot of time together just bonding and things like that with my friend groups we also have a bible study you know as we said earlier yeah uh we spend a lot of time with them that's right love our bible Mm -hmm. study yes it's such a good group of people too it is and i know that's not related to anything but good group of people (laughs) they're good people (laughs) but i think the reason why maggie and i have been so successful in both our school social life and sports is because we do balance and because we do make plans for the week and we do have structure to everything that goes on and it's not just one thing after another it's we have a plan yeah exactly all right so we have well brain out of questions anyway so we're just gonna move on to maggie's hot takes yeah we're just gonna give our opinions unapologetically yeah yeah just basically (laughs) okay so favorite restaurants go um, I love Chick-fil-A. It's just a, it's a staple, honestly. Like, whenever you go to college, I feel like the basic, or like, you know, all the college students go to Chick-fil-A to get yeah, lunch, yeah, and they go good. to Starbucks. I don't know. Well, um, I love Wasabi's. Wasabi's been... is my favorite. So, it's in Owensboro. I do, like, I think you guys should go try it. The I... crunchy shrimp sushi, the best. I love sushi. I like spicy crab rolls the best, though. Yeah. They also have hibachi. Hibachi stuff? It's the best. It's so fun to watch them do the little rice things and stuff. I think it is, at least. I get entertained. No, but I can't, like, sit right in front of the grill because when the fire comes up, I'm just like, (laughs) ugh. You know, I, like, jump back in my seat. Like, it's bad. I get scared so easily. Yeah. Well, whenever I go on my volleyball trips, we Cheesecake Factory, whenever it's close to my birthday, and I'm always on a volleyball trip close to my birthday. (laughs) So, we go eat some Cheesecake Factory, and I love me some cheesecake. I love the Spaghetti Factory in Louisville. It's so good. Like, yeah, like, it's amazing. They have the best spaghetti, the best salads. Like, I'm a hardcore fan of the Spaghetti Factory. Well, this weekend I'm going to eat at this place called The Grind. Um, I've never heard of that. They have huge milkshakes, and I'm about to, like... Oh, in Madisonville? No. Oh, I thought... That's Gather. No. Sorry, I don't know. The Grind. (laughs) The grind, I don't even know where it is, but we're celebrating my brother's birthday. Again, happy birthday, Nathan. And we're going to eat some, we're going to eat a bunch of food and big milkshakes. Big milkshakes. Milkshakes make my stomach hurt. But I'm a fan. Like, every time I go to Dairy Queen, I get a banana milkshake. (laughs) They're so good. Well, anyway, I like um, Wasabi, Starbucks, Cheesecake Factory, and Zaxby's. And by the way, it's it's better than Chick-fil-A. I can't. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. Oh, it is. It I can't is. believe you just said that. Like, it's honestly like there's a fire burning inside oh, of me, me right too. now. I'm because sorry, like, but... <laughs> why? Why would you like Zaxby's better than Chick Fil A? Like, like why? Their nibblers are the best. <laughs> nibblers? Yes. No. It is better. Um, I'm sorry. sorry. Have, you know, had, whole, whole have you ever had? Have you ever had? It's the Lord's chicken. It's oh, little 
what else? You know what else is amazing about Chick Fil A? Every time you go in and sit down, they have fresh flowers on the table. <laughs> Zaxby's doesn't oh. have fresh flowers on the table. That's satisfying. And they're so, and it's they're so sweet. It's like my pleasure, and I'm like. I'm so touched because nobody else says my pleasure, and I feel oh, like really? nobody else says really? my pleasure. And Have I just, you like kept kept book, you know, noting? Okay, I'm oh, recalling no, all time. my experiences in my head, and Zaxby's has never once said my pleasure. So really, really, that's just my it opinion. Have to me, so <laughs> that's such a lie, and you know it because I see you smiling over there. I but, see you smiling over there. I don't see. That's because no, but Chick Fil A just it's so home. I just feel at home at Chick-fil-A. I feel at home at Zaxby's. They got some good chicken. And that's why you're wrong. One time I went to Zaxby's, they messed up my order. Chick-fil-A has never messed up my order. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just saying, like, they gave me, like, I think they gave me barbecue wings. When I asked for buffalo wings specifically, Chick-fil-A doesn't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. But, you know, people make mistakes. And, you know... That happens. You know, the no. Jesus people would understand that. People make mistakes. No. But, like, but Chick-fil-A service is so fast and efficient. And Zaxby's isn't? I'm pretty sure no. it is very no. efficient and no. very fast. I have to wait in line forever. Uh, I don't recall having to do that ever. Okay, but, it's like, fine. It's water. Chick-fil-A has better sweet tea. No, just, I'm just saying, that's fine. Just, whatever. It's cool. It's whatever. 2,000 years later. You know what? I think we're just going to have to... Settle this with like an agree to disagree, even though I think I'm right, and I'm sure the know. majority of sure, people sure. think I'm right too. You can you can think you're right, and maybe it's the majority, but I mean, I'm I sorry, just, I have a very yeah, you know, unpopular up, opinion. You know, I'm not gonna dog no, on no, you for we're, sticking we're up what you be, for we're sticking done. up for what you believe in. I'm not gonna dog on you for that. I support your decision to believe in what you want to believe in. Thank you, thank you. I, I but I also believe that you are wrong. Okay, okay. That's fine. Just saying. Agreeing to disagree. It's okay. okay. I don't really. It's fine. We're not going to go any. All right. I'm Maggie Jones. I'm Maggie White. And, and this, this has been Maggie Square. Square. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can catch you next podcast. All right. Hi, everyone. This is Miss Townsend, a fellow English teacher and the Our Table podcast advisor. Uh, I'm just coming by to say a few things. First off, uh, thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. Uh, and thank you to those that listened to our teaser a few weeks back. This is exciting for us. Still very new. We have a lot to learn, but uh, this is a pretty exciting milestone for us with being able to publish and launch our very, very, very first ever podcast episode for Our Table. So excited. Good things to come. Excited to see what to learn. So please stick with us. Continue to listen to our future episodes because uh, we have a lot of content coming. Uh, a few things that you all need to know. For instance, if you're willing or interested in submitting some ideas, uh, such as questions for Maggie Square, topic ideas for Let It Be, What's Popping, and as well as our future segments, uh, feel free to reach out through a variety of platforms. For instance, we are on social media. We are on Instagram. Our handle is our, as in H-O-U-R dot table, T-A-B-L-E. Uh, we are also on Twitter at our table, same handle, except we do not have the period in that. So it is just our table, all lowercase. Uh, we are considering being on Facebook as well. So if we decide to do that, be on the lookout for that as well. However, if you do not have social media, you can still submit some ideas. We are planning on putting a box outside of my classroom. Again, this is Miss Townsend's room, right at the end of the door where you can no longer exit at Washington County High School. Uh, so 
uh, inside joke for those that go to school here. Um, but anyway, so you know where I'm at. We're going to be having a box out there to submit ideas. Uh, and worst case scenario, uh, just come talk to me, write it on a post-it note, put it on my computer. We're, we'll figure out something. Uh, but if you have ideas or whether it's a question or just a topic or even a segment idea, please don't keep it to yourself. Please share. We would love to hear all of your ideas. Uh, on top of that, Mr. Miles Fraley, who's part of our What's Poppin' section, has made a flyer for us. So please be on the lookout. If you see a flyer on the wall, check it out. Tell people about it. Sign up to follow our social media. Again, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so shout out to Miles for doing that for us as well. Uh, we, exciting enough, are on three different platforms for our podcast. We are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcast, and we're on Anchor. So depending on what you most prefer to listen to, uh, it is all available to you to listen to at any time, whether you're in the car, just, you know, doing laundry or maybe working on some homework or whatever you prefer to do. So we are available to at any time, anywhere, any place. Um, again, if you're interested in helping out or if you want more information, you can always stop by my room, Miss Towns' room, room 119. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our one. Uh, have a great day and see you later.